you find scriptures that you pray and meditate on over your children. Insert your children's names in these verses, in these scriptures, because the Word of God will, number one, build your faith, and number two, build your children's future. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply that to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. The Conversation is an outreach arm of Reach Innovations, and you can check us out on our website at reachinnovations.com. We've got a very special guest with us this time. We've got three generations here at the table. We've got Gmaws with us today, and... Literally just asked her like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes ago, like five minutes ago. She was born. (laughs) It's like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? (laughs) Yeah. So here she is. Um, And so uh, don't need to be worried about what we're going to talk about. We're just going to just be real natural with it. And actually, when the Lord gave me this topic to talk about, I feel like it's very um, in due, due time for everyone who's here at the table. Because I'm going to do a lot less talking and a lot more listening because <laughs> this subject is more geared toward, towards um, you peers. Um, but in our family, we have been very blessed. I, Becca and I have been very blessed to have uh, in our family long-running marriages. Marriages yes. that were solid, marriages that were founded on the word marriages that thrived and didn't just survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very pleased to say that both grandparents on both sides of my family, they both had marriages past 50 years, and which was great grandparents on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And now you mom and dad, you all are chasing after that we're 50 chasing, as well. Yeah, that's right. You all are just, I mean, 26 we're going we're on 50 there. Yeah. 20, 26 <laughs> going on 50, right? 26, right? 26 going on forever. Yeah, 26 going on forever. But the scripture that the Lord gave me is uh, a scripture that everybody knows, and that's Proverbs 22, verse 6, which says, Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old. He will not depart from it. And something that uh, Pop Pop, which is my grandfather on mom's side, one of the things that he says to Becca and I almost every time that we come to visit is that we are, what, Sixth generation, mm-hmm. Six, and, on, on and my mom's side. Yeah, it. and so he shows a lot of great pride in knowing that we are sixth generation Christians. Well, because he's first generation, yeah. and he had to work for that. Meaning, he was fifteen years old when he was introduced to Jesus, mm-hmm. and he gave it all, and he he was all in, and because of that, his family practically basically disowned him and basically gave him an ultimatum us or God Mm. and he chose God now he always honored his parents and his family and he kept going back to visit and he kept doing that and reaching out to them even though they weren't reaching out to him right so that part was really you know hard for him but he he stuck it out and Mm. then he married he married a good Christian girl yeah and And so, in fact, his family still didn't embrace him even more because now he was really a Christian right. because he married <laughs> he a, a Christian. Uh, and so that was a strained, that was really strained. So mm-hmm. I saw my mom and dad walk through that, but they still honored 
my dad's parents and and grandparents and and cousins and all that Mm -hmm. and then um and then so that's why he's really into you know you're on his side you're the third generation christian but on on my on my mom's side you know it's um six Mm -hmm. six elvia yeah but he showed us how to honor in the in the fire that's good that's so good but i really wanted to i was excited to ask Jimo, ask you this through all the years that you've been a mom which has been quite a few years out of all of your experience through the easy times and the hard times and just the consistency that you had with your kids and and growing them up um where was it how was it that you learned how to train up a child how to train up your children in the way that they should go that whenever they did hit that age that they wouldn't depart from what they grew up being taught Mm -hmm. I wasn't a a believer, you know, when I had all three of our children, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I still had a desire uh, to do that. I still knew that it was important to uh, do the right things, set good examples, and um, help them uh, to grow into... In my thinking, it was a better person than I was, mm. you know? Right. I grew up on a, a farm and didn't um, uh, feel that I had uh, uh, all the opportunities that I knew uh, I, I wanted. Right. And Grandpa and I were together on this, wanted for our kids. So it wasn't until... I was born again in 1971. Woo! <laughs> You're that young. A long time ago uh, that um, I began to think uh, it could happen because I had God now, and he would show me. And that was one of the first things um, the Lord said to me that day I was born again. I probably told you this. But I, I really was so frustrated. I was around 30 years old, 31, and I thought, I have to relearn everything. Mm-hmm. And how can I do that? And uh, God just told me, start where you are. So That's good. Uh, I, we immediately were invited into a small group, got into the Word every week, every day, as it, you know, evolved mm-hmm. and um, uh, it just came out of that I knew what I wanted I wanted my children to know God love God be loved by God mm. and do the right things yeah. like you do Praise God. well then mom you you and dad also sacrificed and put your children in Christian school mm-hmm. so you put action to your faith that is true, even mm-hmm. though we didn't think like that mm-hmm. at the time. But, yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, we knew we had to. Right. Oh. The uh, more, the more you guys grew in the Word and grew in your relationship with God, I noticed the more, you know, us kids benefited from it, you know, with not just Christian school but Bible school. Um, right. You know, and graduating from Bible school, and and then 
how you encouraged us in, mm-hmm. you know, ministry opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's, it's well, been life changing. My, my observation the past 27 years, because we were married 26, so I met them before. Obviously, we got married. Mm-hmm. But my observation was that they modeled in the home and marriage and family what they were saying. That was our desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many times parents just a hope and an wishing that their kids are going to turn out right, but they're de- but they don't put feet to their faith. They're not doing what they desire their children to do. Their kids will mirror what the parents are doing. Yeah. And exactly. sometimes it's embarrassing when you hear your kids say something and you're like, "Where did you learn that?" And you realize they heard it from me. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. they 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 saw me do that. Right. Um, Becca just recently was telling me that there was. A couple of different occasions, people were telling her, "Oh yeah, you can get in at a at a discount. Just tell them you're a student, and, and you'll 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 pay my price." And she's like, uh, "No, I'm not a student." And another time, well, just tell them you're this age or you're older than this, and so you'll get a discount. And she's like, uh, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and so just the little things like that, the integrity like yes. that, they see that in mom and dad, and so you and dad were you know just the christian education the like uh grade school and then also like phil said bible school you went to bible school and you made sure your kids did and that was a blessing Mm -hmm. i love that i love that and so i was thinking about this the other day um obviously i haven't lived all that long but well, you lived longer than you were the last week because you had a birthday. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you've grown a whole year since our last podcast. Man, praise God, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, keep 20, having twenty-two him. and rise, Ooh. man. Now, see, Dad gave the age. I didn't give the wow, age okay. for the record. Thank you. I'll edit that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and he's not married yet. No, he's single. Oh boy. Anyways, doesn't what? have a girlfriend. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. He's a handsome so, boy. But too. I was thinking he about is. this. And, and this has kind of come to mind for me a couple of times whenever I'm just spending time in prayer or thinking about the future whenever one day, you know, whenever someday down in, in the future when Becca, when? Bur- yeah, what am I trying to say? When Becca and I, mm-hmm. whenever she has her own family or whenever I have my own family, how was it? Because I was trying to remember, like, you know, how was it that I grew up to have such a love for the Lord? That could have only been instilled in me from watching my parents. But still, what was it that you and dad, when you all got married and you knew, like, whenever time came to have to start a family, what was that decision and what did you all try to put as paramount importance whenever training up your children that you said, this is what we're going to do because our kids are not just going to love life, they're not just going to love us, but more than anything, they're going to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think one of the key things that you have to have when you start, you know, in a perfect situation, you know, you before you have kids, before you get married, is the time to discuss everything so that you can get an agreement on your your life plan together. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we going to have kids? When are we going to start having kids? How are we going to raise kids? What do we agree on the way that we'll discipline our kids and correct them and, and, and help nurture them in the things of God. You know, how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I know for me, I, I remember that we had many conversations 
of course, one thing that really helped our relationship was that we lived a thousand miles away from each other and fell in love through the mail long before the internet was mm-hmm. a thing <laughs> and wrote letters. And we still have those letters. <laughs> we still so for have all you people letters. in long distance relationships, there is hope. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great hope. hope. But we, we recommend it. But when all you have is, mm-hmm. is communication, you talk a lot mm-hmm. and you discuss a lot. And one thing I appreciated about uh, the way that God brought us together was all the conversations that we had because there weren't gray areas for me coming into the marriage um, wondering, are we in agreement mm-hmm. on raising kids? Are we in agreement on these? Because we had discussed mm-hmm. so much. Right. You know, because when you get past the point of friends and 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 just having fun and talking about whatever all mm-hmm. the fluff, eventually you get past that and you get down to the the nitty gritty. And I I feel like we were very transparent. Yes. Um, with uh, with, each with each other and with our parents because we were both undercover to our per, our parental guidance. Yeah. I was still living at home. You were not, but yet you were still very close in the same town, always mm-hmm. home with mom and dad, you know, yeah. uh, even though you had, had, had the apartment. But we kept our parents informed, um, uh, and, and I read my letters out loud to my, to my parents, and then I think you did a few times, or you would just relay information. Yeah. And well, I wasn't as... I relayed. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't like you. I wouldn't sit down and actually read. Well, you illustrate, but I would hand letters, it to mom. So, so here, you, say, you can read this. You know. uh, your dad <laughs> illustrated. He was very. He he made me laugh, and so he. Um, uh, That's talent. His, you can make someone laugh through right. His letter. letters were so humorous, and I. So I, it was just. It was easy. Plus, I wanted to make sure everything was done the right way because yeah, yeah. this is for another podcast but i almost married the wrong man before your dad but praise god uh redemption happened and and transition <laughs> and all one. that stuff happened but anyway um so because of that i wanted to be very transparent and i i wanted to know my in-laws and we talked a few times on the phone but talk about grace and mercy i met my in-laws in person after we were engaged yeah <laughs> We got engaged yes. in March, and it was so fun. Uh, right after Phil proposed at the Grand Canyon, we ran inside because it was freezing. <laughs> it was in March. We went inside, and Phil called you and Dad, and all I could hear him, I, I could only hear his conversation, and, and um, he, he said, well, you know, I asked her, and then there was a pause, and he said, well, yeah, she said yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> mom's first question was, and what did she say? <laughs> and I didn't hesitate. I didn't have to think about it. But mm-hmm. anyway, where was I going with all of that? You were talking about vulnerability. Oh, transparency. We were very, very transparent. And even in our dating or courtship time, I remember one time I we were just having a picnic and and I grabbed your wallet which was like your checkbook kind of thing and yeah. this was back when they had well they still do the the carbon copies so I could see all the checks that you had written yeah. and so I saw his character because where your money goes that's where your heart is that's mm-hmm. what the Bible says right. and so I saw that he paid his rent he paid his utilities he paid tithe. He, oh, there's, there's one for gas or, you know, whatever. And so I saw his maturity level in his, in his money, you know, uh, in his wallet. But then 
we still had to talk like your dad said about yeah. what our standards were yeah. and coming from two different families there had to be some kind of blending and i know mom you have um talked to us through the years about like when you and dad made a family what did that look like 55 how many if, if dad was still alive how many years was was that ago uh let me think uh what is, is it? Is it Stephanie's? Fifty. Uh, oh. How old is your sister? <laughs> yeah, she's 59. She just turned 59. 59. So 59, uh, 60 years ago, uh -huh. how did that look like blending you understand, your two? understand we were not, mm -hmm. they were not Christians, right. Christians right. at that time. Right. Uh, although uh, Phil's dad uh, had gone to the altar uh, at a Baptist church when he was 16, but he had no follow-up and at all, none. <laughs> and so it was as though he had not been born again, but he had prayed, received Jesus as his Lord, and then he went on living his teenage life. Mm -hmm. And so that was all we had. And... Um, now, were we, you exposed to the gospel before that? Uh, I mean, in your teenage only, years? No. no. Mm. I don't wow. ever recall. I went to, uh, uh, my family decided somewhere when I was in uh, grade school that we should go to this country <laughs> Methodist church. And I remember the pastor was a really nice man, but I don't recall hearing the gospel and uh, in Sunday school, we went through the, this was the closest I remember mm -hmm. to the word. We went to, um, uh, through uh, Bible stories, like uh, about Elijah. Mm -hmm. And then we had a test at the end. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I hated that. <laughs> it, was, it was not something that we... Um, there was no life uh, gleaned in it. any mm. life mm -hmm. from and uh, so then uh, it was uh, we just struggled mm. as parents mm. and having uh, three children and and trying to know what the right thing to do was did, so did you both come from two different philosophies of being raised or or, or uh, that you can think somewhat of? yes mm -hmm. my parents were farmers they were very good people my mother read the word read the bible and i remembered later coming home from school and she would be putting the bible away but they didn't talk about it they taught us the principles I later learned were principles in the Word. Mm. <laughs> but they didn't say, this is what the Bible says. This is what God said about this. So uh, they hmm. had some good teaching mm -hmm. there. Right. Uh, and uh, so it was struggle until 1971. Hmm. Can I share yeah. just how that? Please mm -hmm. go for it. Oh, we had... Uh, I just moved to Oklahoma, uh, and Phil was born. Your dad was born. Mm -hmm. A little and before 71. Yes, this was 65. <laughs> okay. 1965. Oh. We moved to uh, 
Collinsville, Oklahoma, yep. where Billy Brim oh. has a, a work. Anyway, uh, it's a good place now. Then it was horrible. <laughs> born again. Mm. Yeah, and right. I mean, life was not good. Mm. It was, it was just, you know, horrible. We then moved to Broken Arrow, and um, your dad wanted uh, to go to a, a Baptist church. That's what he knew. Yeah, that's what he grew up. I didn't want yeah. anything to do with the Baptist church because I'd heard about hellfire and damnation, mm. and mm. so. Turn I, burn. I didn't know anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I wanted to go to a Methodist church. I didn't know anything about Methodist either, mm. uh, but he relented, and he thought, as long as we go to church, he had a conviction about wow. getting our family into church, but it was more religion, mm-hmm. mm. so you don't want to... Right. go with religion but you do want to get in church so there was this lay witness mission at this Methodist church that we'd been going to and I was miserable I was under conviction I was we had tried to play church in uh, Collinsville we were uh, we headed up the junior high youth group of all things goodness wow. non-believers <laughs> and and wow it was, was yeah was i like mean <laughs> that was terrible background wow. checks uh-huh. and oh <laughs> and uh, so then uh well it's more like it's a club you yeah, know it's just it you're just yes, hanging out and you're just true. activities yeah. and mm-hmm. we did the best yeah that we knew how to do anyway this lay witness mission was scheduled and uh, um my husband wanted to go, and he was going to go, <laughs> and I was going to be left at home. Well, he decided it would be good to take the girls and and Phil with him. Well, I was going to be left at home by myself, and that didn't appeal to me. <laughs> so went to the lay witness mission, and we were in small groups where we heard people talk about how great God was, how how excited they were to be there, and they talked all of this excitement and enthusiasm, and I didn't hear anything I could get my teeth into, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I didn't hear anything I could, Grab I on could to. get. And yes, and so Sunday we went to these groups on Saturday. They were all great. Lay witnesses came from all denominations and led the groups, and it was just a lot of interaction. My old high school home ec teacher happened to be there, and she was one of those that said, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I just can't tell you how great it is since I came to the Lord. And uh, she talked on and on, but still didn't, I didn't hear anything I could get a hold of. So Sunday morning, this crazy man from Okima, I believe it is, Oklahoma, where they have the annual rattlesnake hunts, (laughs) shared his, they had several lay lay witnesses 
share testimonies. So lay witness, that's somebody that's not a pastor. That's These correct. are people in the church body. Who have been born again. Who are lay, born again, but they're not labeled a, pa- a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist or, you know, the fivefold exactly. ministry. So these are people just, just learning, in the church. Mm-hmm. Learning to share their parts of their testimony. Mm-hmm. Two to three minute mm-hmm. testimonies. Of the, and it and was, so, so it was mainly about witnessing and leading people exactly. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, the lay witnesses, I don't recall that any of them had learned at that point how to lead someone to the Lord, but they could share no. part of their testimony. Yeah, just That's share good. their testimony. And whatever you could glean from that. So this man, wow. I call him a crazy man because he was funny. <laughs> and he had gone on this rattlesnake hunt. And I'd heard about those over the years, and they... <laughs> don't sound appealing gotta keep the population down of those (laughs) rattlesnakes (laughs) yeah so somehow he said something Mm. that went to my heart and quickened me to Mm. look to the lord i have no idea at this point what it was but uh, your dad and i my husband and i and our older daughter went to the altar and we were born again that Praise Sunday, God. Praise God. and then that began. Uh, uh, that began a, a whole new adventure of growing in the Word, learning the Word, mm-hmm. and how to apply it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I want to touch on before we finish up is we see so many times with a bunch of different families, no matter the family dynamic, no matter how it happens, but whenever you've got the mom and the dad, I see a lot of times that it's easy and you see maybe parents functioning more in walking in fear whenever they see their kids because they're maybe afraid that their kids aren't going to succeed in life. Maybe they're afraid. And you and sometimes I see people that have more fear for people instead of having faith for them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see parents having, they're, they're fearing over their kids instead of having faith for them that they'll, push forward into the future how would you what advice would you give a parent right now that is in that that's stuck in that mindset of constantly worrying about their kids constantly being in fear over their kids and how they can instead of fearing over what their kids currently doing instead but just having faith for their kid well if I can just mention something um, Isaiah 44 Verse 3 and 4 says, I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. You find scriptures that you pray and meditate on over your children. Insert your children's names in these verses, in these scriptures, because the word of God will, number one, build your faith. And number two, build your children's future mm. because you're speaking forth the word of God. That's good. And so you're not praying fear. Oh, God, save my kids. No, no, no. No. And my children, Isaiah 54, 13, and my children shall be disciples taught by the Lord and obedient to his will. And great shall be the peace and undisturbed composure of my children. Yeah, and that. you speak that out and mm. you believe it. And you speak it. Even if you don't see it happening, you speak it out because it will work. God God. sent his word and he watches over his word to perform it Mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah, that's good. good. Anybody else? 
Yeah. Well, you you brought up a scripture at the beginning, raise up a child in the way that he should go. Mm-hmm. When he is old, he shall not depart from that. Okay, many parents focus on the last part of that, that their child will not depart from that. Well, what will they not depart from? You have to raise them up mm-hmm. as a parent. That's your responsibility. And one thing that we did, and you know, and and I'm not saying that what we did is is the way everybody should do it. What I'm saying is that what we did was what how God directed us to raise our kids and our family was that we didn't let anybody else raise our kids. We didn't want to, and so we made a lot of sacrifices for Nicole to be able to stay home and, and be an at-home mom and raise our kids. And we did homeschool, and we spent we went to every event, and we were just. We were very involved, not dominant parents, but involved parents Mm -hmm. uh, in our kids' lives. And so I see that as an important thing that really helped us was that we didn't allow somebody else to raise our kids and hope that they keep the standard that we Mm -hmm. instilled in them before somebody else started raising them. And Mm -hmm. not every parent can stay home, but you you can still be involved. Yes. Know what your children are learning in their classrooms. Get involved with the teacher. Talk to the teacher. Text the teacher. Be an involved parent. Teachers yeah. want that. Yeah, they Teachers do. want that connection yes, because the school should just be an extension of the home. That's right. Not the That's replacement kid. of the home. Right. Yeah. Now the teacher knows that the, the, the kids do better when the parents are involved. Exactly. They That's make good. better grades. They perform better. They're happier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sit down and eat dinner with your family. Mm-hmm. So many people don't. And don't do it with the phone. Put right. the phones True. away. No phone and zone. And no phone zone. And, and have dinner and talk. Mm-hmm. Communicate with your kids. Yeah. That's good. And there's different prompts out there, too, if you don't know what to say. Um, get online and, and go to pl- you know places like Focus on the Family or just yeah. fun stuff. And th- things, things that are, are, are godly family things. I know that's one thing that when our kids were little, uh, mom used to get them little children's christian books and and videos and stuff and she would say for many times they didn't have stuff like this when i was raising my kids you know there's so many things out on the the market now Mm -hmm. that can 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 aid not replace parenting but Mm -hmm. aids the parents in their teaching their children of the word of god Mm -hmm. and so i almost every gift we always knew coming from from mom would be something biblical something to help us as parents train up our children in the way they should go and i love the message version i looked it up it says point your kids in the right direction and when they're old they won't be lost yeah that's good but the children will follow the mom and dad if they're walking down that right path yeah mom and dad have got to be walking at first that's key because your kids are not going to, you know, they're going to imitate what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. just send them to church or send them to the youth group. And don't use church as a discipline. No. Don't say, oh, you're, you're grounded from, 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 from going church. to youth group or you're grounded <laughs> from going to church. No. That's the one place you should be. That's exactly right. If you're sick, if you're, if you're disobedient, if you're <laughs> broken, if you're hurting, that's when you got to get to church because that's when... The focus. That's where you can be restored, repaired, yeah. healed. Yes, because I mean, the, the very the, thing that can yes. help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little side note there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Right on. But but write those scriptures down. Speak those scriptures. Put them up on your on your mirrors. Put them up on the on the the refrigerator. But get the word of God out and use the word. And it, don't just use it in as discipline as. 
you know, the spoil the spoil the is spare the rod, spoil the child. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna spank you because if don't just use it as that. Use it as as food, and because you know what um, it says, laughter is like a medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, joy is like the medicine. So use all the whole gospel, not just the discipline scriptures, but right. taste and see that the Lord is good. That yeah. mu- the, uh, that's what I was hearing out of mom that she was hearing these testimonies. And they were intriguing because it's the one lady was, oh, I'm so excited because now I have Jesus in my life. Well, that's one of those taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have to quote word for word what the Bible says, but she was living that testimony and, and, and it was making you hungry, making you yeah. interested in that. Yeah. So that's you can good. use that word as, as fun. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is encouraging. So moving forward, knowing in the future that we're not going to be afraid for what the future holds, but we're going to have faith for what the future has in front of us. That's so right. That's important. So, man, thank you guys so much for just throwing out wisdom. Well, thank you so. for catching it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's available, by the way. <laughs> thank you. He's not desperate. Okay. No, no. I mean, he's the, he's the one look. I mean, he's the one looking. We don't want. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Anyway, so on that note... (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out more episodes of The Conversation on SoundCloud and on iTunes. A new episode premieres every Monday, so be sure to check that out. Thanks again for listening.